yours, TV, TV, y'all, show shot, y'all, huh, give it everything you got, y'all, once again it's time. Piss in the staircase, blood on the pavement I fill the quills with it, let it spill on the pages Compose another anthem for the killers and manglers Villains and wranglers, fifth still in the chamber Shit, I'm scientific but my reflex gangster Pull out rages, arms from the floor of the basement to bust Enough talents if my people's in danger I'm Larry Davis, ducking helicopter Hovering government agents, we muscle the language We'll reach bitterly and shit in utter amazement I'm high, brawling, call it contagious The shit the roots started, got these other all is going through changes My vision is the strangest The rhythm is anguish Y'all niggas on the titty In your formative stages There's something in the iris In the way I spit And tell these other crab rappers I ain't for no shit Black dramatic So there you have it My bat and average Of all photographic assault It's all classic thought Put ass backwards Rappers in a small package Experience is all that is I'm well established Me and the mic And holding matrimony Like a marriage The technique in your reach If only you could have it For me it's automatic It's natural I'm that thorough Oh, if I hire pack metal, feel it. Uh, don't stop, y'all. Chibi, chibi, y'all. Show shot, y'all. Huh? Give it everything you got, y'all. Once again, it's time. It's time. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whatever you're listening to this. This is Molecules and Shit, and this is a science podcast. I am your co host, P Funk, at P Funk and Around on Twitter. And we are joined by our host, Koki Negra. Doctor. Ah, so this is like the end of the whiz right (laughs) yes everyone is dancing in the street you saw you saw the feel a brand new day did you see the footage in brooklyn uh i saw the footage in philadelphia oh okay i I, said footage in philly they had footage in brooklyn people are wiling out they were just waiting (laughs) waiting by the tv Uh uh-huh someone said two days ago they're like why don't someone get in contact with sesame street we need to count asap (laughs) Yeah, the count's been out there. <laughs> the count is like in demand. They're like, where is this nigga? <laughs> yeah, I feel a little bit relieved. A little bit. As we were just talking before we started recording, it, the new date now. <laughs> we got November 3rd out the way. The new date now is January 20th. And if you were thinking about buying any pink or green material, better do it right now because there will be none. Yes. Uh, any uh, gifts, ornaments, sweatshirts, paraphernalia, Greek, any Greek anything, actually. They all going to take credit. Greek anything for the next three months is going to be in high demand. Yeah. Jamaican flags. Uh, yeah. I, I'm pretty There's sure. going to be specials at Indian restaurants. It's all coming. They are going to be ski-weeing up and down 16th Street. <laughs> Oh, if my stepmother could have lived to see this day. Oh, my God. I have to I have to reach out to my cousin. She's at uh, AK and see what they doing, who she's talking to, just what the vibe is like. Because this is going to be worse than the time the Deltas had their their convention in D.C. Oh, goodness. I swear I thought a Delta was going to pop out of my breakfast cereal. It is going to be like that with the AKs. And I am here for it. Was that when um the attorney general was a Delta? Was that at the no, same no, time? No, no, oh, okay. there was a real convention. Yes, I thought I no, thought no, it coincided. That wasn't a no. They just came to support her. You're talking about Loretta, right? Yes. Yeah, no, no, they had a real convention. They were in every seat on the metro, every restaurant, every coffee shop, and everywhere. Oof, that's a lot of red it's and green. It's gonna be like that, <laughs> and that's good. I, I listen. I'm I'm just I'm I'm. It's the very definition of bittersweet because. 
yes, we're one step closer to ending this fucking nightmare. But at the same time, 65 million? Y'all? Really? 60? What is his? What is his? What country we live in? I'm constantly confused, actually, by what country I'm in, because this is the same country that put Obama in twice. I'm very confused, actually. He's gotten close to Obama's total. Like, it, it, it's because we have had enough. I, I guess I'm. I'm just like, how did the loser get that many votes in the midst because of a they pandemic? Were to stop us. That's why. That's a lot of people who don't seem to care about the health of anyone else. That's that's uh-huh. insane. That's insane. We are very selfish. Someone tweeted out, they said, this is a vile and greedy country. And it's just like, that sums it up pretty much. That That's that's about the size of it. We're a vile and greedy country. Yep. Because actually, no, the, the orange man himself is at 70 million votes. Mm-hmm. 70 Half million people country. got their ass okay. up out and walked to the polls to mark their ballot next to that. Mm-hmm. In the midst of a pandemic that he caused. Well, not that he caused, but that he... That he mismanaged. Mismanaged beyond disbelief. So, yes, I'm glad that we've taken one step towards riding the ship, but it really shouldn't have been that close. It really shouldn't have been that close. No, it shouldn't have. (sighs) He picked up more black voters, too. That... How did he get more black women? What happened? Well, I saw three undecided women in Pennsylvania that, uh, uh, what's the guy, the one who, who knows all about the economy, who's on MSNBC. Um, Kramer? Canadian oh, MSNBC. Um, Ari Velshley? Ari Velshky? Yeah, Ari Velshi. Velshi, yeah. yes. He was talking to three black women who were supposedly undecided, and they were saying all the same crazy stuff. I, I think one of them was, like, far left and, you know, Biden's just not left enough for me, and then the other two just appear to be completely ignorant of what was going on. So, I mean, when you get Ice Cube out there saying, well, Trump did something for me, there are people who follow celebrities. But, okay, and this has been bothering me because I have heard this, we heard this line of logic in 2016, and it still confuses me. The Democratic candidate is not left enough for me, so my response is to go the total opposite way i don't understand yeah, i don't get it either it's make it make see, sense how does that work this for way you? you'll learn you'll learn to pay attention to me i i don't know look i was in washington too long and actually worked in the senate and i understand what compromise is and i i will never get it i have never been that spoiled i've never worked in the legislative branch at all ever and i get it i don't understand it's pretty straightforward. You don't always you get everything so. you want. Sometimes uh-huh. you get a tenth of what you want or half, half of what of you want. Half is better than no bread, but yeah, know, I don't. I think you have to be extremely privileged to decide that you'd rather see the whole system crash if you don't get your way. But that clearly don't feel like you know anyone who's going to have it harder if you do this. But I've heard people talk who I know for a fact are not wealthy, are in the areas that are hardest hit, both economically and by this virus, 
and they still talking that bullshit. I don't. It's not even. I can't even say it's privilege. I don't know what it is. Uh, well, I don't know anybody who says that stuff to my face, so I'll have to depend on you. That I. This country, I mean, it, it disappoints and it also confuzzles. It, it is confusing to me because that many people, this is literally one of the worst periods in this country in terms of public health, in terms of, you know, the integrity of the Republic and people still said, nah, four more of this. That many people said, nah, I want four more years of this. Yep. Oh, okay. So, I mean, how did you vote this year? <laughs> in Ohio. Mm, in Ohio. So that's your new uh, your new hometown, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, you tried your best, but uh, <laughs> I'm I'm sorry to say, it looks like uh, in, in, you're amongst uh, oh, I people live of in non Jordan's district. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, and he won again. Uh huh. Okay, so I mean, is in your particular neighborhood? Can you sense I've that seen or Trump signs? As a matter of fact, the farmers market I went to when I walked in, I saw the sign, but I was already there, so I bought my apples and I left. But we're done with that place. <laughs> Do you have any safe places? I guess you have like the chains that you can go to. Eh, not really. There's, I tried to get a home phone. There's no Verizon here. AT&T doesn't have home phones here. There's no... Uh, well, literally, there's nothing here that I recognize. Wow. I think there's, there's a Chipotle. We have Ruby Tuesdays and Red Lobster. And Oof. everything else, the grocery stores, everything. I don't recognize anything. You, what do you guys have? You, wait, My doesn't Ohio have like? Not here. There's, there's like no, like nothing. Ohio, don't they have? Um, I thought it was Publix. Isn't it Publix in the Midwest? There's no Publix where I am. Oof. No giant. No Safeway. Damn. No giant. No Safeway. There's something called Giant Eagle, but it's not giant. And um, I'm just running down the list in my no head. There's Whole Whole Foods. There's like Food Lion. Damn. There's no Food Lion. No. Okay, I'm I'm digging deep in the hat now. Shoppers Food Warehouse. There's no shoppers. Look, they're closing up the shoppers in the D.C. area. There's definitely no shoppers out here. Uh, we do have Sam's Club and Costco. Okay, all right. I think you can you can make that work, right? Uh, <laughs> if I want to carry forty pounds of toilet paper on my back, you might have to because the 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 times are coming again. <laughs> We're gonna talk about that too, but uh. So, yeah. I, so did you go to the polls or did you uh, mail in ballot? I I asked for a, a mail in because, of course, I don't know where my polling station. I don't know where nothing is here. Mm. But being as that's Jim Jordan's district, it's probably not too Does inconvenient. It, it wouldn't have been that. Well, it wouldn't have been that inconvenient anyway, because mysteriously, Republican districts have an easy time of voting. So, uh huh, much easier. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Ugh. So, do you want to share any more about what you're doing in Ohio? I'm running a clinical laboratory program at the community college. Um, we just went through our first successful visit from the accrediting uh, office mm-hmm. in 
in uh, Chicago, so we got through that. Looks like the program will be here as long as I want to stay here, so it, it didn't close. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't screw it up so bad in the first two <laughs> months that I was there that it's closing. Um, I like my boss. I'm having difficulty stepping into a supervisory position, let's put it that way. <laughs> Is the staff lacking, or you just not? You have to adjust your mindset? Um, the staff precedes me by many years and Ah. no matter what I say, it's, but we did it this way last year. Well, we've always done this. Then why'd you hire me? I'm sorry. That was my, that was my former manager coming out. I'm like, then why'd you hire me then? If you just want me to do it the way you did. I feel like if you didn't, if you wanted the person who was here before, you should have hired somebody who was just like her. I'm just not like her. Right. But, you know, I, I love being back in the classroom. I'm enjoying the students. Although, right after our site visit, somebody in the department came down with COVID. Um, so I have to I was just about to the ask. whole rest of the semester because my students had to be out for two weeks. And I basically know 10 people, and five of them are, my cl- are in my class. So <laughs> I was lonely as can be. <laughs> So were you, did you convert to Zoom classes? Like, what was the protocol no, you there? you can't Zoom a lab. You just can't. Oh, right, right. Okay, so this, none of this is classroom learning. This is all lab, laboratory training. Well, no, there's classroom learning, too. But, you know, it was just literally impossible on so, such short notice. So what we wound up doing is, you know, I backed up a bunch of lectures. I'm doing two lectures in one lecture period, that kind of thing. And, mm. you know, some labs, we just had a skip. There was no, no way around it. Ugh. I mean, it, other than that hiccup, has class or school in the time of COVID been pretty much going smoothly? Or has this, does the school have good like safety protocols in place? Okay, let me tell you, my very first week, one of my students fell off the chair, knocked himself unconscious, got a big goose egg, bleeding from the scalp, and there's no student health on campus. That's how it's going. Uh, how? Uh-huh. This nigga fell out the chair? Uh-huh. And knocked himself and, unconscious like a sitcom cartoon character? Yeah, I'm not okay. sure if he passed out and that's why he fell, or he fell asleep and that's why he fell. I don't know. I've fallen asleep in many a chair. I've never fallen out of the chair. Yeah, but I don't know how much lab work you're used to doing. Lab benches are not the most comfortable. It's not like sitting in a in a seat where you're listening to a lecture. Oh, it's like, oh. it's usually a stool, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. I get it. Okay. I can so, see, how, I see how that's possible. I, I can see how that could happen. I wasn't, it wasn't my class, but I'm responsible for all the students because I'm the program director. But, uh, you know, I'm in the middle of my, my first week of class and, oh, could you come here please? And I, here's a student on the floor with blood coming out of his head. Like, this is not my week. Uh... Every week something happens. I mean, that's that probably the case every university, every school across the I country. I taught for 10 years. I never had a student knock himself out. No, I mean, there's something that just goes ridiculously no, no. wrong every week. I'm telling you, I taught for 10 years. I, the first month was more than more incidents than I had in 10 years. What? This place is different. What's going on out there? I, I don't know. Okay. But I like my students. They're all really hardworking, and, you know, they are giving it their all. Okay. But it, I guess the good news is you're out of D.C. now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now what I just want to go back, because they're going to do real science now. Oh, you think so? 
Uh, yeah. Hmm. I happen to know that Biden was big in after after 9-11 in biosafety and security. Like, he's pro-science. Okay, that's good. So, it's going to get better. <sighs> I, I, I really hope so. I just, well, now, in addition to, you know, waiting for January 20th and all that, I mean... The other thing is, it looks like Georgia, uh, they're still counting, but there's going to be two Senate runoffs. Yeah. So we got one more bite at the apple to get the whole shebang. Yep. Well, mm -hmm. if both senators from Georgia turn out to be Democratic, which is a big if, mm -hmm. um, that will give us a 50-50 Senate, which is basically a Democratic Senate because mm -hmm. the vice president makes the tie-breaking votes. Exactly. Uh, and, and unfortunately, the only way things get better quickly is we have to win those two seats. Yeah. Because Yertle the Turtle McConnell is just not going to cooperate on anything because what nope. I forget who said it. I forget if um, I forget if Rod was quoting somebody or if he said it, but he's they were like, this is great, but we can't do this every time. So yeah. real changes have to be made. Yeah, you can't do this every two years. Gin up this giant machine and have this massive, you know, uh, get out the vote, uh, you know, process and polling places and write your congressman. And w we need to make some changes to make this easier and smoother. Yeah, especially if it's every two years we have to do it. So I remember being uh, when I worked in the Senate is when the Senate flipped over from. Republican hands to Democratic hands because, oh, I can't remember which senator it was. I think he was from Vermont. It wasn't Bernie, of course. And he was an independent, and he wound up caucusing with the Democrats. And yes. It was unbelievable, the changes. Was it Jeffries? Uh, I want to say Jeffries. Yeah, yeah. Je that's it. Jim Jeffries. Jeffords? Jeffords. Jeffords. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's exactly, that's exactly the year I was there. That was exciting. So it was it was something. <laughs> yeah, those were those were different times when because it happened twice too. It wasn't the there was a, someone from Pennsylvania that did the same thing. He went he actually went back and forth. He went from Democrat to yeah, Republican. Yeah, you're talking about Uncle Arlen. Um, but no, that wasn't that that didn't change the 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 Senate itself. Mm. That was just him when he ran the last time. He ran as a Democrat again. Mm. But no, Jeffords basically picked up his chair and moved to the Democratic side. <laughs> nice. It was sweet. No one's doing that this year. Or I wonder if that's ever going to happen again. But it's been a long four years. Mm -hmm. And this last year literally just had the whole year stolen from us. Yeah. Just a lot of wasted time, a lot of delays, a lot of death. A lot of unnecessary death, yeah. And the White House chief of staff has COVID. Yeah, that, that bombshell came last night. Yet he still got 70 million votes. Mm -hmm. You know, so I I don't know. I, I really do just want someone to, like, sneak into one of these houses that voted for Trump and just get real answers from them. Because I feel like that's why a lot of the polls were kind of shaky and iffy. I, I do think people are just lying. I agree. They are. I, I've been saying that it's the Bradley effect forever, and everybody just laughs at me. And 
Jamie Harrison didn't win. Oh, he's great. He's the best. He's. And then they went in there and they voted for Lindsay anyway. And what's the Bradley effect? Um, once upon a time, there was a black mayor in Los Angeles named Tom Bradley. Mm-hmm. He ran for governor, and everybody on earth that they talked to in California, yeah, we're going to vote for Bradley, we're going to vote for Bradley. And it wound up that the Republican white man won by a landslide. And so that is the Bradley effect. You lie to the pollsters to hide what you really think. I imagine the motivation was different that time. Who knows? Yeah. I just... uh... Yeah, that's the only explanation I can think of, is that they are lying. Some of them have outright said they're doing it on purpose to skew the polls. But there has to be, looking at these numbers, there has to be another percentage of people that are saying it just because they're ashamed. And then they're going in there and they're voting for them. And I, I still can't, for the life of me, figure out why. But that's over, and we have something small to celebrate for the holidays, at least. And uh, just, just brace yourself for all the bullshit. Well, you know, I'm from Pennsylvania, so we're going to be celebrating for a while. I can't believe how much of Pennsylvania geography was discussed in this last couple of days. It was making me really homesick. Oh, I mean, they were doing it for all of the uh, remaining states. Georgia yeah, but I'm not and... from all the remaining states. Oh, okay. I'm just from Pennsylvania. So ah, I okay. was having a good time. They were talking about Lehigh County and Northampton County. That's where my parents live. Mm-hmm. And I haven't heard them talk about Northeast Pennsylvania since the Centralia mine fire, which was basically there was a fire burning under a city for, oh, 35 years until wow. by the time I was in high school, they had to like disband the town and make everybody move out because – can you imagine being exposed to smoke for 25 years? The, the mine, st- it was a coal mine. It started burning, and they didn't put it out, and it, they just let it burn. Wait, could they not put it out, or they decided well, not to put it out? Well, the couple of days, maybe they could have put it out. But after it's been burning, and it's a coal mine. Mm-hmm. Mind you, there's lots of fuel. So it just burned and burned and burned and burned. And this is what happens when you have no leadership. I need to read a book on that. That, that's both horrifying and fascinating. Uh huh. Yeah, just look it up. Centralia Mine Fire. Oh my God. Uh huh. It, it's just it, <laughs> that's the last time I heard them talking about Northeast Pennsylvania like that. And how many people wound up with emphysema, lung cancer, all that shit? I don't know. I don't know. I guess it started burning in 1962. Oh, it says it's still burning. Yeah, but nobody lives there anymore. But it's still burning. Oh, my God. Well, how do you put it out? I don't... It's a coal mine. There's enough fuel forever. I mean, they they put out the fire at Chernobyl. Uh, Barely, but they did. (laughs) I I would think that'd be more challenging, but maybe not. Look, all I know is there's a mine fire and they had to make everybody leave. Whew. All right. Well, speaking of... Hey, what, what can I say? I'm from Pennsylvania. We got all kinds there. Speaking of health risks and poor leadership, this this article is what part of my confuzzlement and why I was... I'm happy, but I'm really both sad and really confused. 
Many places hard hit by COVID-19 leaned more towards Trump in 2020 than in 2016. I understand that. Okay, let me read two paragraphs and then you please explain it to me. Um, Support for President Trump increased in 2020 in many of the U.S. counties that lost lives at the highest rate due to COVID-19, according to an NPR analysis. Of the 100 counties with the highest COVID-19 death rates per capita, 68 had a higher proportion of votes cast for Trump this cycle than they did in 2016. This includes both Republican-leaning counties and counties that supported Joe Biden. Okay, I make it make sense. All right. So first of all, what I expected to happen happened. Trump got it and recovered. And so he convinced these people it's no big deal. It's just like the flu. Look, we we have all the disease, all the medications in the world. We have everything you need. Don't worry about it. That was part of it. The first part of it was that they didn't believe it existed anyway or it was just a, a flu. Now, I know at least now nine people who have had it. Mm. One who didn't survive. Um, So, and I'm a microbiologist, so I take the shit seriously. But there are a lot of people, like even out here, I see lots of people with no masks. Mm -hmm. I have to mask at work, but I've been out in the grocery store where people don't have masks. Or, um, well, no, not the grocery store. They make you wear masks. but, But lots of places I've been out seen people walking with no mask. So not everywhere is observing the the public health procedures. And especially if you don't believe it, I mean, have you seen in the last few weeks all these people who are who are fighting because somebody else is wearing a mask? It's yes. not even that they're asking you to wear a mask, but they want to punch you in the face because you're wearing a mask. Yes, we saw examples of that way back in uh, May. Yes, that, that was the thing that people were doing. I think they've gotten worse, though. Probably. Like, there were a couple of people who were acting a fool. But, like, every week now, there's somebody having a fight, not because they're supposed to put on a mask, but because you're minding your business walking around with one. Okay, so that that makes sense. That tracks. I guess where I'm still confused is you voted for Clinton before, which to me would indicate that you lean towards you know, more centrist or Wait, left-leaning. Wait, does it say you voted for Clinton before? Yeah, they lean... It lean-... just says areas that voted for Biden. No, it says places that were hard hit by COVID-19 leaned more towards Trump in 2020 than in 2016. So there were people, that seems to me, would, that would indicate who voted in 2016, not for Trump, but this time did. But, you know, that... that- that only presupposes that it's the same voters, right? So we know there are way more people who voted this time. So all they're doing mm. is talking about counties, right? So it says counties that supported Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Well, that doesn't mean everybody in the county supported Joe Biden. And it also doesn't mean they're the same voters as before. So you think maybe these are new voters that were activated because they hate this COVID-19 talk? Yes. That's uh, what I think. Okay. Which, at this point, I mean, is the president even arguing it's not a thing? Well, he's arguing that, look, I got well. It's not a big deal. We're going to take care of you. And And people believed it. And he set off a whole super spreader event right there in the White House. And several more with all of his his rallies. Mm -hmm. 
Which is odd because at the rallies they wear masks. Um, actually, they really don't. Only the ones near him do. Ah, I guess if I was just going the by audience, the footage. And then he left him stranded in the cold. And you know, I don't understand. That's an abusive relationship. He treats you like shit. Stop supporting him. And I, I, I always come back to people don't. The amount of time that you spend or the amount of effort that you spend for something would, to me, would indicate the amount you expect to get back. Maybe not what you get back necessarily, but what you expect to get back. And I can't for the life. Right. And I can't for the life of me figure out what it is they hope or expect to get back from this. Like, what is it that he is doing that he has done that you're expecting to to benefit from? Poor babies. And keep the Mexicans out of here. We know what they expect. Oh, and bring us back our coal jobs and can we please frack? They're still on that shit? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, if this really is just about I mean, abortion and the Mexicans, I, I, I really thought that people were separating those issues from their daily lives. I don't think so. That seems strange to me that something that threatens your, your daily existence is subordinate to your thoughts on immigration and abortion, which have little to no you know, wait on what's going to happen to you day by day. That's strange to me, but. A lot of things that happen are strange to me. I don't know what to tell you. Mm. Yeah. All right. This is an interesting conundrum that we live in. Because this also leads right in, like you said, there are people who are activated because they don't like the COVID talk. And it says trust in medical scientists has grown in the U.S., but mainly among Democrats. Yeah. This hurts me. Um, With all the issues I see with, you know, things being unfair and it being more difficult to be a woman, being more difficult to be a person of color in science and research... The fundamental idea about science is that you prove your hypothesis. Mm -hmm. It's not really, well, I feel this way or I feel that way. You actually have to prove or disprove what your theory is. And, you know, it's literally about fact, not truth, not belief, but fact. And the idea that people have gotten to the point where they think that, oh, I just don't believe the scientist. It really makes what you study for and what you work for useless. Or feel useless. Yeah. Okay, uh, let me just get some details. Okay, so it says Americans' confidence in medical scientists has grown since the coronavirus outbreak first began to upend life in the United States, as have perceptions that medical doctors hold very high ethical standards. That tracks because, you know, people are paying more attention to those fields, given that there's a, you know, a virus threat out there. In their own estimation, most U.S. adults think the outbreak raises the importance of scientific developments. Okay, that tracks, makes sense. Scientists have played a prominent role in advising government leaders and informing the public about the course of the pandemic with doctors such as Fauci, Burks, among others, uh, appearing at press conferences alongside President Donald Trump and other government officials. 
But there are growing partisan divisions over the risk the novel coronavirus poses to public health, as well as public confidence in the scientific and medical community and the role such experts are playing in public policy. Okay, so this is where my my brain breaks because I'm trying to figure out if you trust the scientists and the doctors less, what source are you elevating to get that information or that knowledge from? Crap on the internet. And how do you discern that that is better or more reliable than the doctors and the scientists? Now, wait, you're the one who's always trying to explain to me how these people think. How is it that you don't get it? I I don't because the, what I'm trying to understand is the partisan divide. Because there are like people on the left who believe conspiracy theories and nonsense on the Internet. I understand generally how it works. It's the politicization that's weird to me. You know what I mean? If, if if I'm on the left, I'm looking at information on the internet and I'm also listening to doctors and scientists, and now I'm more convinced by the doctors and scientists. But if I'm a Republican and I'm looking at the same thing, what is it that makes that nonsense more attractive? Well, you I see what I mean? Okay, so I, let me oppose your basic premise because anti-vax, anti-vaxxers are typically on the left. Right. So it's not just that, but I think there are certain certain people, and I think what it all boils down to on the right is they're trying to make us do something. They're trying to make us wear a mask, and that takes away my freedom. Yeah, the freedom to get COVID and die. Yes, that that's your freedom. Um, but when when you view everything through a partisan lens, which a lot of people do, this wearing the mask became a political act. I don't get it. I don't want to I don't want to get sick and die and I don't want to get anybody else sick and die. And that's literally it. I don't understand how this became political, but clearly it did. Well, I mean part some people uh, attribute it to the president himself, which is seems right to me, but I'm still a little disturbed and confused because other things are not politicized. Cancer research is not politicized. Seatbelt use is not politicized. Airplane safety is not politicized. I, well, it, it's it's weird to me. When, I remember when, I, I'm older than you, I remember when it became a big thing for seatbelts that you had to wear a seatbelt in your car. Mm-hmm. It wasn't this political, but it was political. Really? Yes. It, it's my right. Uh, everything comes back to the, the government overreached. And it was really the Mothers Against Drunk Driving and those type of, of groups that pushed it. And you know who was against it? A lot of the, the transplant surgeons, um, because if you crack up, they get to take your organs. Wait, transplant surgeons were literally on the side of don't make people wear seatbelts. Um, it wasn't exactly them, but it was definitely organ transplantation. I don't think it was the surgeons. Ah, okay, okay. But... Yeah, it believe me that that really that happened. <laughs> that happened. Okay, so this then is a normal phenomenon in society I don't know it looks how like normal or in American it is, society. This is huge. It wasn't that big when it was seatbelts. It was there there was a big thing when they they started saying that smoking could kill you. When I was a kid, the 
the cigarette pack said it may be hazardous to your health. Look at a cigarette pack now. It's like, this shit is going to kill you. Don't smoke. Yes, it will kill your baby. <laughs> yeah, it, that's not the way the Surgeon General's warning used to look. So, I mean, mostly this happens, but to a much lesser effect. I've never seen it like this, where the half the country is ready to go to war with the other half of the country. Not even that they're telling you you have to wear a mask, but they just don't even want to see us with a mask on. But I think I don't think if you were to take a survey of people who think we shouldn't wear masks, I don't think that that lines up with people who think the virus is real or not. So it that doesn't make any sense I, I if you if you I believe that, that. If you, I I don't think it lines. I think most people, the vast majority, have come to the conclusion that the coronavirus is real. You can catch it, and it does make you sick. I, I don't think there's high numbers that say otherwise, but there are significant numbers of people that are like, and that not that's where I I'm I don't understand. I don't understand. Racism is literally killing us. Racism, literally, literally killing. Yes. Homophobia, xenophobia. Yes, all of that will kill us. And this open the economy back up because I need to, you know, open my garage or my restaurant. Yes, it's dangerous. Yes, people will die. But the economy, though, that's insane. But the thing is, even Tony Fauci says we can reopen the economy if we show some sense when it comes to public health measures. The problem is not only that people want to open their businesses back, which I understand. This whole move has made me broke. My father's illness has made me broke. I want more money, too. Mm-hmm. I get it. But the thing is, you could probably manage to at least do 75% of the economy if you would just be willing to clean more and wear a mask more. And somehow it was sold to voters. Is either you vote for Trump and the economy opens or you vote for Biden and he's going to lock us down forever, and we're all going to starve to death. Uh, oh, okay. I, I guess if that's how you view reality, I guess that. Well, I guess does that make sense? Not how we view reality, but there are people out there. Uh, oh, yeah. So let me, let me ask you this: Given where we are right now with the virus. Um, what is there any discussion or uh, study about what a second shutdown, what the benefits might may or may not be? Sadly, I have not had time to read any studies on that since I left my last job. It used to be my job to read those studies, but mm. um, economically, I I have to be hands off because I don't know anything about that. It looks like there is going to. Well, the second wave, we never got out of the first wave. Right. But um, it's clearly here. Like I said, a member of my staff already had it and exposed my students to it. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had at least two cases I know at the school. And we haven't really closed up yet. Like, people are still outside. Um, it's some 70-some degrees here right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So people are out, but when it gets really cold, like in January, December and January, and 
it lays over top of flu season. By the way, if you haven't gotten your flu shot, listeners, get your flu shot. Yes. Um, so this is going to, it's going to get worse. And now I'm in the Midwest and everybody's going back up. But I think these states that didn't take it seriously the first time are going to get hardest hit. But, okay, so maybe, let me ask it this way. Given what we know about how the virus behaves, which, you know, isn't that much, but what we do know, if we were to get everyone to just sit still for two weeks, would that yield any benefit for us in terms of rates, do you think? Or has anyone Uh, talked about that? Tony Fauci seems to think that, well, what it does, what that usually does is just push off the um, overcrowding of the hospitals. Mm. That's really what it is. Um, And so if even if you wind up getting it, there might be a bed for you and they'll know how to treat you. That's what all of the the basically shelter in place has done. It's broken the chain of of, um, transmission and it's kept the hospitals from being overrun. I think so many of us are still working from home and that's going to be helpful. It's going to be better than it was the first time, maybe. Like mm-hmm. in New York, where it was really bad, in Washington State, where it was really bad. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, I don't know. Like I said, Tony seems to think that it will be helpful. I, at this point, I believe anything will be helpful. Because I, I, it seems to me there is a, a period of time where whether you have it or not, the the virus is transmissible for a certain period of time. So I, it seems to me like if we just sit on our ass for that period of time, the rates should go down, right? Uh, not exactly. I, I think I see what you're trying to ask. Yeah, what's the piece I'm missing? Um, this pre- okay, so what you're asking is if we shut everybody in the house, then nobody will be transmitting anything. Right. It doesn't work that way. Hmm. People still go to the grocery store. The garbage man still has to come. Okay, you know, yeah, stuff true. Like that. True, so true. It's, it's impossible to you know seal yourself in. Right. And yeah, I I under I understand what you're thinking. It's just I don't think it's possible. Uh, it, it it's just for for me just thinking about logistically how the virus you know transmits it just seems to me that yeah of course people are still going to go grocery shopping and and certain activities but if they wear a mask and all these other activities these superfluous activities are shut down and we stay at home it it seems to me the rates it won't disappear but the rates should go down dramatically right that's what we've been doing since march right that's no i've not been i've not been seeing that we did it for like three weeks Oh, no. Barely. I mean, in the, in the D.C. area, it was way more than any three weeks. Even Maryland didn't start reopening till what, late September? Yeah, but you still have people going, coming from New York to wherever they, they live or wherever their family and friends are. People going to Florida and then coming back and bringing back whatever garbage they have. It, it's I think that's there why it didn't work. Or that's, the, that's why it seems to me it didn't work. I don't think there was a whole lot of that. I think there was a lot of, of, you know, staying at home. I was doing a lot of traveling during the whole time because I was moving out here. But mm-hmm. um, 
as a rule, things were really, really slow. But like I said, you're never going to get to the point where everybody stays in their house for three weeks hermetically sealed. Mm. You know, it's impossible. I guess. It just and seems like the obvious solution, but I guess, nah, there's... Even, even if you could do it, and I think a lot of people are trying. I mean, a lot of people are trying. Yeah. Um, it's just going to be impossible to avoid every case. But don't go to big parties. Don't go to the Rose Garden and kiss a bunch of people and give COVID to everybody. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're not going to have Freak Nick. So stop it. Like, there were some huge house parties out at PG County. I don't know what's wrong with these kids. Yeah, that's what I was seeing, and that's what led me to believe that people aren't really sheltering in place anymore. Yeah, but there were, like, five of those. Yeah, but there's a lot of people at those. No, but there was five of those in the whole county. This is not like everybody's flying to Florida. Everybody's going here. Everybody's going there. And those things started happening, like, in August or September. Yeah. It wasn't like I think people did a pretty good job for five or six months of staying their asses at home. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's going to take a combination of things and we just have to be ready to do it. And as a nation, we're pretty selfish and we're not ready to do it. (sighs) I'm, I'm actually pretty interested. I'm going to now that they've actually called the race uh, for Biden, I know it's going to be a lot of you know, gnashing of teeth and and temper tantrums from the White House. But I do expect and I hope to see from uh, either Tony Fauci or other experts at the CDC, what what is their recommended plan for actually controlling this virus long term now that they might have someone in the White House who would listen? Um, yeah, well, like I said, um, we had worked with Biden on on um, on biosafety and biosecurity before he is definitely pro-science he's going to have some people out there who know what they're doing and he's not going to muzzle his scientists Mm -hmm. so i think the plan that cdc actually worked on before they were forced to change it will probably come back out Mm. and did you get a chance to look at that plan do you remember nobody got a chance to look at it because cdc can't release it until their director says it's okay, and their director can't release it until HHS says it's okay, and Alex Azar is stuck up Trump's butt. Gotcha. Okay. Because I'm eager to see what some of those steps are, because I think that would help, too, is just some transparency and long-term expectation management. Like, if I think also that was what was missing when we did shelter in place, is that it would just seem like no end in sight. Like, just keep doing this forever. And I think that's why a lot of people broke. Because they're just like, yeah, I can behave for two, three months, but beyond that, you're telling me this is never going to end. Well, if you don't have a president who actually wants a plan. Right. So, you know, some of it is basically just leadership. Yeah. I'm, so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that plan or whatever other new plan they've developed. I want to know, you know, what are we going to do short term? How long is that stage or effort supposed to last? And then what's the next step? And. What should we be doing? None of that has been communicated. Zero leadership. So I'm looking forward to some of that. Well, let's just let everybody get it. And what what the Trump plan is for herd immunity. Did, isn't the, the window of um, immunity pretty short or getting shorter? 
They said that if you've gotten it once, you're maybe protected for five to six months or something. Well, that's what I said at the very beginning. That was my prediction because coronaviruses are the type of viruses that cause colds. Mm -hmm. How many colds have you had in your life? You get one cold and you're immune to colds forever? No. Never. No. So I didn't expect the, the immunity to last for very long. I expect that this vaccine, when it comes, will be like a yearly, like the flu shot. Okay. You're going to have to get boosters, you know. And what does that mean for herd immunity, though? Uh, the two things are not exactly, they don't correlate. Okay. So herd immunity is when either everybody has had it and is immune or has had the vaccine and is immune. This is what we stri- what we strive for in things like chickenpox, diphtheria, tetanus, whooping cough, that everybody will be vaccinated or has had the disease. And some of those are lifelong immunity. Um, that way, you, depending on which which um, disease we're talking about, herd immunity doesn't occur till you get to something like 90, 95, 85% of the population has either had the vaccine or had the disease and has lifelong immunity. We're now at something like under 10%. You know <laughs> okay. how long it's going to take us to get to 90% and how many people are going to have to die before that happens? Uh, it depends who's president. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, that, it's a stupid idea. Yes. I'm, I'm, yes. Again, I just have to breathe a sigh of relief that at least we're on track to start making some real changes and real steps. We are not barreling headfirst into hell right now. At least the brakes are on. That's correct. The the car has stopped. (laughs) We're we're preparing to make a turn, but we're waiting for a certain someone to either concede or just wait his ass out so we can actually turn the car around and start making progress the other direction. Can you imagine what kind of temper tantrum he's having right now? Oh, I heard he had the sads, and that's why he wanted to play golf. Yeah, I think if you lose, you get the sads. I get the sads if I lose a game of spades. Yeah. But, uh... And he's going to... His orange ass is going to jail. He had a press conference or announced some sort of press conference that he wasn't even at it was by his election campaign, something stupid. Did you, did you see it, or I didn't even read what it was about? I didn't see it. Okay. The, he announced a press conference, like, right before they called it for, for Biden. But he wasn't even at the <laughs> press conference. Well, if he was off golfing, he was going to have a press conference at the golf course? He wasn't going to have it. It was going to be his uh, campaign staff. But he announced it. He's like, big press conference coming. But I don't see any news oh about it, God. which means no one gave a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're too busy waiting to see Joe. Yes. Now he can actually do his acceptance speech. Finally. It's been five days. He's like, oh, finally. Oh, yeah. You could probably hear the ski weed from your house. <laughs> yeah. The, they had um, there was footage in, in Brooklyn where the post uh, the postal truck was driving down the street and they were cheering it. Like, yay, postal service. It's like, give them niggas they money, finally. Yeah. Okay, so here's what came out of that press conference. Uh, Rudy Giuliani says Trump will not concede election. There you go. So January 20th is the the new date. Well, now in 2020, we didn't figure out Florida until sometime in December. So this could go a lot longer. You mean in 2000? Yeah, sorry, in 2000. 
Um, well, the some of these other states, yes, Georgia for sure, because they're going to have a recount. Um, they could go quite some time before that is officially called. But uh, some of these other states, we're looking at a matter of days. And even if there's a recount, the lead is large enough where it's not going to change much. That so, doesn't mean, but we know Trump, he will sue for anything. So they're still going to force it. Yeah, they've actually, um, they they submitted us a, a whole slurry of just different lawsuits regarding the election already. And mm-hmm. several of those were already dismissed. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, I don't know, I would, I'm just hoping that the courts just kind of hold the line and go, the people have voted, leave us out of it. Well, they'll keep trying to go to the Supreme Court. That was the whole point of Amy. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they had any semblance of of any type of integrity, I would think all three of the ones appointed by him would recuse themselves. Well, we know they don't. One is a rapist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, what? come on. They have no integrity. If you had integrity, could you be within 10 feet of Trump? I guess not. Yeah. I mean, birds of a feather, right? Yeah. A lot of people who we thought had integrity shocked us because they joined that administration. And then when they leave, they badmouth. They're like, oh, he's horrible. I'm like, but you signed on. But you could have left a long time ago. You, you don't tell us anything till you can write a book and make money. Yes, you could have left day five. I give, uh-huh. you, I give you five days to be hopeful and think, maybe I can make some change here and some difference and I can speak to him. And five days later, you know Well, no, I give not. him longer than that because you've got to find a new job. Oh, okay. Well, Right? You've got to find a new job. So well, as long not as it if takes you're, you to find a new job, not if you should be out. Not if you're Rex Tillerson. You sit on fucking multiple boards. You well, don't need true. a job. Get the fuck that, out of here. Yeah, that's you're right. Okay, you're right about that. Yeah, there are but people there are like so, that but who... there are a lot of people who aren't Rex Tillerson who work in government. You know that. Yes, I'm not talking about um, civil servants or even low-level political appointees. I'm talking about people who are at the cabinet level, White House staff. Yeah, they uh, could go. Yeah, National Security Council. You know within five days whether or not this is going to do anything or get anywhere or you're just harming your integrity at that point. And so I, you're I all complicit. I don't know five days. I think that might be a little much. These are smart people, supposedly. But I'm telling you that within three or six months, you should know. Yeah. Nobody should have been there more than a year. Oh, for sure. But uh, here we are. But yeah, and more sad news, COVID-related. This was... I, I wanted to make sure I talked to you about this because this sounds insane. But Denmark plans to cull, which is outright slaughter, up to 17 million minks to stop mutated coronavirus. Denmark, the world's largest producer of mink furs, plans to cull all mink in the country to contain a mutated form of the novel coronavirus. Prime Minister Met Fredriksson said Wednesday the decision had been made with a heavy heart, but it was necessary based on the recommendation of health authorities. The virus has mutated in mink. Okay, does that track to you? Does that sound right? Is oh, that sure. is I mean, that required? The virus came from animals in the first place, and it does mutate. Uh, most of these viruses mutate quite a bit. But here's the issue. Um, they said it mutated. Mm-hmm. They don't say what the, what the uh, response to that mutation is. 
it says that it showed reduced sensitivity to antibodies. Right. But what antibodies, the ones that are used to treat, does does this mutation make it more or less likely to spread? Well, it said does it, it could make it limit more the... or less likely to be antigenic. Well, the only statement I see here is the very next sentence. It says allowing the virus to spread could potentially limit the effectiveness of future vaccines. And that doesn't really make sense. <laughs> but so if if we go with my hypothesis that you're going to have to have a new vaccine or booster shot or whatever every year, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, this is going to wind up being just like the flu vaccination where you have a different strain every year. Or in, our, in the case of influenza, it's usually three different strains every year. Okay. So I'm not sure. Like, all they can say is that the test they did shows um, different antibody responses to what they have right now. That doesn't mean to what we will ever have. Okay. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, like, when you... Every year you take a flu vaccine. It's not the same as it was last year. Right. It's constantly Every year mutating. They figure out which strains should be circulating mm-hmm. um, based on what happens in like Oceania. So wh- whatever the Australians and the New Zealanders have, that's sort of what our vaccine winds up being made out of. Sometimes that's what gets to this country. Sometimes not. Okay. Um, so the same. I, I assume the same thing might happen here. Um, because this virus is going to continue to mutate. You're going to have different strains of coronavirus. The idea that this is the one and only coronavirus we're ever going to see like this and it's never going to change, that's never the way it works in, in viruses. So how does the fact that the virus may have transmitted from a mink make put Denmark more at risk? It seems to me that's the same as people having it. If you wear masks when you're out in public and... You stay home for the most part. You shouldn't be getting into contact with infected mink, right? And why is it well, necessary to take this particular step in I 15 know, million? I don't know why it's necessary. Let's put it this way. If this is their big export, they probably have a lot of people working in mink farms. Ah, okay. And so that it may be more, it, it's like if, there are certain diseases you get if you work with animals. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So not not only this, but like, um, God, I, you can tell I just finished teaching a, a bacteriology course. Um, there are lots of bacteria that are associated with certain animals, like people who who skin animals a lot. They some they often will come down with anthrax. Mm. Um, there are lots of like you can get tularemia if you skin rabbits like thing. Things that place you in close proximity to animals okay. will often, you know, make you more susceptible to some of these these diseases. So if they have this many mink, they got a lot of people working in the mink industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. Maybe the problem is they found that it spreads really fast in mink. Mm-hmm. And so that they're worried that the people who work there, which will probably be a lot, like remember when they closed down the slaughterhouses, because people who work there work in really close proximity. Oh, okay. Testing. All right. Technical difficulties. Okay. You were talking about slaughterhouses. 
Um, so in a slaughterhouse, we're talking about a big cow or a big sow or, you know, a really big pig. And the people are on top of each other as it is. I can't imagine you processing minks. They're very small animals and the people are going to definitely be much, much closer. So I can understand why they don't want to spread the infection in that way. Right. But we were talking about, um, ways that they could save, you know, a vast amount of them. Because it seems to me that they they clearly believe that it is a real threat because this is an industry that service a lot of people make their livelihoods on. So they're not going to just willy-nilly kill millions of mink for no reason. So it seems to me they think there's a real threat. And you said there might be a way to conserve a certain number of them. Well, I mean, anytime you deal with animals, you want as much diversity as you can get. Like, um... So, obviously, if they know the mink are infected, they have some way to test to see if the mink are infected. Mm. So, I feel like they need to pull out the ones who aren't infected and segregate those and leave those as their breeding stock to to begin again if they're going to kill everything. Yeah. And I, I don't know how quickly they think that they need to do this. How much time, what, what's the timeline they think that they're working with? Can people like quarantine themselves from their, the, the mink that they have or the mink that they're, you know, raising? Well, I mean, if you've ever been around a farm, it's not like you can leave the cows for a couple of weeks. Mm. Somebody has to be on top of, you know, animal husbandry is a full-time job. Yeah. So I, I just... I wish we had more information for this because there are a lot, there's a lot of unanswered questions to me. Yeah. And it's weird that how rapidly they came to this decision because I I haven't been looking at socialist country. And so, you know, they do have a lot of top down decisions made. I haven't looked at the rates. Like has Denmark been hit hard? Are they just kind of spooked? You think maybe? Yeah, I don't know. I just, I find, I'm really concerned where it says the virus has mutated and it's spread to humans. And that's just not enough information for me. Does it make it spread faster? Does it make you sicker? Does it, you know, I haven't seen anything in this article that explains that. Mm -hmm. All it says is that it doesn't recognize the antibodies. And my guess would be um, they're talking about antibodies that they're getting from people who have recovered from from uh covid infection but there's just not enough in here for for me to make any kind of scientific guess about any of this Mm. yeah because my first thought is one if it is just exposure to covid what's the downside to not doing anything because it sounds like you'd be just as exposed to, to your mink as you would be to, you know, regular people on the street. But I guess it could Which be is, the facilities that they're holding them in. Well, but yeah, so people who work in there are now going to be exposed to this um, new strain of COVID. And that's part of it. But the other part of it to me is what does it tell you about this? So sometimes when, when a virus mutates it becomes less infectious. Mm-hmm. So it's harder to spread. So maybe it doesn't, it doesn't, um, it's not as sensitive to the antibodies that they have, but it's not spreading that much. 
Like okay. there's a difference between, you know, spreading, I don't know, um, HIV, which is pretty hard to do, or measles where somebody can sneeze and you walk through the room 10 minutes later and you can still get the measles. Like right. some, some things are much more infectious than others. Mm-hmm. So that could have happened. Um, or it could make it worse. So it infects more people or it's the same level of infectiousness, but it makes you much, much sicker and you die. Uh. And they don't say anything about this except for that. The antibodies don't, don't recognize it as well. I'm going to keep an eye out for this story because that seems like that is not something that they took lightly. But like you said, there's very little information in the article. Um, I didn't get a chance to look and see if anyone else was covering it. This was the first I had heard of it. And the article was new when I found it. Um, I'm going to see Denmark and Mink. Yeah, three hours ago. Yeah. Oh, they said the Denmark COVID virus worsens. Uh, United Kingdom has banned travelers from Denmark. A widespread outbreak of a new variant. Development came days. There are between 15 and 17 million mink, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the ban came into place 4 a.m. Saturday. Okay. Yeah, like this morning. Yes, this morning. Uh, Danish <laughs> Prime Minister Metfringer said Wednesday the decision to cull the minks has been made with heavy heart, blah, blah, blah. Um, this is all now repetition see, from the previous country, article. They would be saying, no, never. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We need the mink freedom. Free, yeah, freedom, freedom to have a mink coat. Twelve examples of humans that showed reduced sensitivity to antibodies. The same phrase, nothing new. Yeah. Are the minks in COVID? Yes, where the ninety thousand mink were slain in Spain over the summer after an outbreak at a farm, after which several human workers on the farm were infected. So it sounds like minks are really susceptible to the uh, COVID nineteen or variants of it. Uh, they will be swiftly called. Actually, it doesn't seem like they're really susceptible, but that there's a mutational event that happens once it gets in them. Mm. Oh, so you think they once they is introduced to the mink, their physiology changes the virus or well causes it to mutate? It's there's a selection pressure on it. Let's put it that way. Mm. So you don't cause the mutation, but the mutation gives this variant a um. A selective advantage. Mm. Inside minks. Okay. But, you know, there's always a mutational event anytime a virus jumps from animal host to animal host. Yes. So it was perfectly fine in the bat. Something happened and then humans got it. Yeah, it sounds really weird because I think they're withholding certain parts of the information maybe to prevent panic because the fact that the UK got some information and he decided immediately to halt travel from Denmark. That's not a joke. So they, they saw something or someone told them something that concerned them. So yes and no. I mean, what's the first thing that, that 45 did? Okay. No people from China, even though we're tons of people from China came in afterwards. Right. But that was racism. So, That's yeah, easy. But not, <laughs> not, but not. Hello. Wait, what was that? Not all made rationally so the the british could say look we're an island we can't deal with this and everybody stay out Mm, without having actually like i have to i have a friend who works over there i have to ask him if if any of this is real okay yeah because i i found a who article like yeah there's a who article that just came out uh yesterday 
Yes, yes, WHO. Uh, came out yesterday. I'm reading through it. It's very dense. I'm just trying to see if there's any new information about this specific strain. Um, I'm sharing all viruses change over time. Yes, yeah, it says all viruses change over time. Um, sub subsequently transmitted to humans, may have acquired unique combinations of mutations, blah, blah, blah. Advanced laboratory studies are required. Hmm. It says highlights the important role farmed mink populations can play in the ongoing transmission. Mm, yeah, it's a lot of. I'll I'll send you the link, but I don't see anything in there that gives more information about why this is of more concern than any other outbreak. Well, but, I think the fact that it's an outbreak is important, but I I don't. All they've proven is that the antibodies they have on hand don't seem to work very well for this strain. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. the best. I just sent you the link. Yeah, it just came here. I, I can hear it pop up. Uh, but it's not opening. What the heck? Yeah, it won't open on this end. Crap. <sighs> the title is just SARS-CoV-2 mink associated variant strain that's just the name of the title the, the article and it's yeah. on who and who and who international uh, what'd you say the name of it was sars cov2 mink associated variant strain Oh yeah, it's um, it's just one of their news reports. Cluster five variant, blah blah blah. Preliminary findings indicate that this particular mink-associated variant in minks of twelve human cases. Okay, so twelve people have it. Mm -hmm. Have moderately decreased sensitivity to neutralizing antibodies. Okay, so they gave them uh, convalescent Sarah, or they mixed what they had with convalescence there and it doesn't seem to clear it very easily okay um yeah it sounds like if we've got 17 million minks and only 12 people came down with it could the concern also be that if this strain becomes prevalent then the hospitals will be in deep shit again because now they have to start over with treatment plans or try to figure no, out what works i think the treatment will be exactly the same oh okay um but clearly what they're saying is any of their convalescent sera or that, that monoclonal antibody that the president got will not work because whatever well, – you can almost pinpoint where the, where the mutation is without even reading the paper because it's telling you that the antibody doesn't see it. Mm. So there's probably somebody out there right now who's figuring out how, how the protein is folded and why this antibody doesn't work. Ah, okay. Um, so some at this point, somebody already knows where the where the mutation is. Um, <sighs> if I had my programs, I could probably figure it out for you. Um, but yeah, we don't know that it makes you any sicker. We, but I I can see why they're they're trying to do something in an abundance of caution. But 
wow, 17 million minks. I'm not even PETA, and I feel kind of bad about that. And especially yeah. that they're not even going to be able to use them for for coats or any just they're all just gonna die right because they're, they're probably all at different stages of development i think there's a, a primary like window when you do want to take the fur right I, I don't know all i know about fur coats is how to try them on in the store and not be able to afford to buy them <laughs> Ugh, but yeah what do you do with the bodies that's what i'm thinking how, what are they gonna do that's a, a lot giant, of mass a giant bonfire and oh. then the smell yeah well it'll probably just smell like a barbecue but Re- i don't know really? do minks have, the, do minks have the, the same scent glands as like other kind of rodents because like foxes stink real bad and i think they're similar to bad. Mus- i don't know what a mink smells like they're similar to muskrats and ferrets is that the animal you're talking well, about muskrats or? don't smell that great um. yeah i thought they were like ferrets but i uh, I don't know. That that's another thing to to be concerned about. How you dispose of seventeen million minks? Uh yeah. And where do if you they do had it? that many in the first place, and they were making coats, how do they dispose of that? So it's probably going to be the same way. Just don't well, skin them. Well, like I said, I think it's the difference was before. I, I'm pretty sure there was a lot of small farms mixed up in that number. So yes, it's probably not that hard for you know, uh, I don't know, Victor to you know, kill 50 minks in his backyard, he can do that pretty quickly. But when you're just talking about across the country, I, I, I don't know. But I wonder, was he was he killing that many in his backyard or was he not on a regular basis? Market? That's true. Yeah. You know, maybe he doesn't know how to do it. If anyone's uh, listening and working in the mink market, just, uh, you know, let us know. <laughs> or any animal market is probably, you know, we could extrapolate. But no, I have no idea. But it is kind of interesting um, about this quick mutation. I mean, that honestly, before before there were really good molecular tools, the way you mutated your strain is that you passed it through an animal, mm. and then you had to figure out how it changed. But you basically you passed it through an animal, and, you, and when it came out the other side. Um, the survival advantage that whatever came out was always a little bit different than what you put in. Interesting. So this is working as intended, naturally. It's a natural, yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it says uh, they're part of the family of Mustelidae, and which includes weasels, otters, and ferrets. Okay. Weasels. As soon as you said that, I said, "Oh, weasels." <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. You're racist. Racist against weasels. It's just, it's just that it's a long time since I took uh, anatomy and physiology. It's certainly, um, comparative anatomy and physiology. I don't remember a whole lot of those animals. I remember the stuff that's microscopic. You know? Right. Whew. Well, okay. We'll keep an eye on that. It sounds scary, but it's it. I don't know. I guess to be determined. Well, if you're planning on buying a, a mink, you better get last year's on sale because the next years mink coats are going to be sky high oh yeah this batch is about to be at astronomical levels mm-hmm. so what was 3k before probably 10 exactly. yeah probably seven or ten uh i'm worried about if you were planning hey if you're trying to buy something for cool auntie twitter girlfriend of yours do it now mm-hmm. i'm worried about christmas trees don't aren't a lot of christmas trees uh grown on the west coast 
every Christmas tree I ever had was from Pennsylvania and then from the East Coast. So. Mm, okay, because I was worried about the Christmas tree market for this year because they had all those fires for so long throughout the West but Coast. But those are Christmas tree farms. Did, did a Christmas tree farm get hit? Like, people don't usually go out into the real woods and mm-hmm. chop down a Christmas tree. That's true. It's usually, a, you know, from a farm, so we hope. I just remember last year, Christmas trees were almost like 50% more expensive, and they said it was a bad crop. And it, they never specified where, but it was just like people were commenting on how crazy the Christmas tree prices were. So this year, I imagine it's probably going to be worse. Yeah, I, I'm going to buy a fake one. <laughs> I, I Have you looked at the prices for those? No. I don't even know which box my Christmas shit is in. So, oh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Luckily, my, I have like a, this multicolored box. It was easy to spot. That's but cool. yeah, the I was going to get like, oh, I'll just get a fake Christmas tree. I'll just buy it early, stick it in the garage. Them shits are like $500. Fake Christmas trees? Yes. If you want it to not look like plastic shavings. <laughs> well, I think we're, this is 2020. We might just have to have a plastic shaving Christmas. You know what I mean? Uh I I I I could I can't bring myself. It has to look real. I know how much you like Christmas. I get it. Yeah. It's 2020. But I you know it can't take all my joy. Jesus. I can't have like a, a decent if I'm going to get a fake one. Can I at least get a decent one? And it's like no, that's $500. Like are you how? Well, then you might as well just buy the real one cuz it can't cost that much. That's what I was thinking, but I I'm, hopefully I can get one. Uh we'll see. You should be able to get one for 50 or 60 if it's you know, yeah. it may not be a big one, but Yeah. I'm still offended by how quickly everyone transitioned to Christmas. That it was it was pretty it was borderline offensive. Oh, wait a minute. It was worse here. My students are putting up their Christmas trees before thank before Halloween was over. Wait, they put their Christmas trees up? Yeah. They're like, It's been Nuh-uh. a bad year, we all need joy and I really like Christmas. So, okay, I, baby. Okay, so they're the ones because I was walking through the mall like October twentieth or some shit, and I was like, "What the fuck? Why? What? What? Yeah, it's not even Halloween Saturday. yet." My students' trees were up on Sunday. Two of them, at least. You just gonna pretend Thanksgiving ain't real? Just, yeah, just gonna see, skip that's over like it. My favorite holiday because you don't have to do nothing but cook and eat. Yes, and the the annoying part is those are the same people. Who come December fourteenth are just like I'm over it. It's like, well, bitch, you started two months exactly. early. Exactly, you started too early. What's wrong with you? December first. You start December first. Then we you no, have. No, you start Black Friday. That's fine. Eh, you can. But it should not be up before Thanksgiving dinner. No, it shouldn't be. After Thanksgiving dinner, you're okay to do whatever you want Christmas wise. Yeah. Me personally, my philosophy is December first is the official start of the Christmas season because you get 25 days of joy and jolly. You don't get tired of it. <laughs> By the 25th, you're like, oh, man, it's over. That's the perfect. That's when you know you did Christmas right. Well, I was brought up around Puerto Rican, so it's more than 25 days. They have the longest Christmas season in the world. Nothing ends until Epiphany. I don't take my tree down. Wait, the 18th? No, January 18th? 6th. Oh, January 6th. Okay. Yeah. That's not bad. That's that's when I take I don't take my stuff down to the 7th. That's the same actually everywhere. No one takes their tree down. The day after Christmas. It's usually after New Year's. Yeah, the sixth after New Year's. Yeah, so that, that's not that different. I think most people keep it up that long. I'm just saying, like, when even when Christmas is over, you're still in the mood. 
that's when you yeah. know you've timed it right. If you if yeah. you you start too early by the twentieth, you're just like if I hear all I want for Christmas is you one more time, I'm going to shoot the TV. That's when you know you did it wrong. <laughs> you did it wrong. So that's why I'm I'm just gonna be waiting. Even me, Mister Christmas, I will be waiting before I indulge in such nonsense. But yeah, uh, so this is a better show than I thought it was gonna wind up being. What's that? This, I, I'm, I'm, I think part of my brain is just like, don't get happy. Don't get happy. You're just gonna, it's just going to piss you off later. Like, wait, what, what's going on? But, uh, yeah, it's just we're traumatized. Yeah. Go, Philly. Congratulations. Well, job well done. Hopefully Atlanta will follow suit. They just slow, <laughs> it seems like. They're on the same path, but they just slow. So maybe uh, next week we'll be celebrating them. But uh, one step closer, everybody. Nightmare's almost over. The return of science. It's coming. Yeah, and donate to the recount efforts in Georgia. Oh, it's not. Wait. Wait, well, explain that a little bit. The, the, the runoff, I, I should have said. Oh, the runoff. Yes, yes. So we're going to have to get. Whew, we're going to have to throw some money towards Stacey Abrams and, and her organization and. Whoever else is helping uh, those two uh, campaigns because they're going to have to do this shit all over again just on a shorter timeline. Because uh, it's really critical because a lot of these things will not change. It's just going to be held up in the Senate once again. So we, 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 need, we really need Mitch McConnell up out of there. Yes. But yeah, so uh, tell the people where they can find you. Ooh. At Koki Negra. Okay, and what are you posting up there? Pictures of me and my cat and my new job. Oh. Yeah, I think you, you're you're much happier now without the, the old job. Um on days I am. There are days <laughs> that I am. Are the days you miss it? Uh, a day like today I miss DC, yes. Ah, yeah, yeah. When I actually have something to celebrate. Yeah, I, I I also am feeling a bit better about my job as well. Because I was already planning to find something else and leave the country. So maybe now I can put those plans off for a few years. We'll, we'll see what happens in 2024. But for now, I, I guess I'll make a go of it here. Good. Glad to hear it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you can find me at uh, P-Funkin' Around on Twitter. That's at P-Funkin' Around. Not, not the other one. Lots of confusion. It's at P Funkin' Around. Um, you can also find the show at You Know Molecules. It's capital U, K N O W Molecules. And uh, yeah, we have, uh, it's, you can go back on the social medias and, and not be always sad. Maybe some moments of joy now from time to time. All right. Well, happy pre Christmas season, I guess. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's called. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you all next time.